women's rights world. Hello, and welcome to the Women's IP World Annual Podcast. This is a really special episode because this is the first episode of the third season. So we started our first podcast back in March of 2021, and in two full complete cycles, here we are again starting our third season. And this podcast is a special one. It's a series that's shining a spotlight on women and intellectual property. I'm your host, Michelle Katz, and I'm the co-founding partner of the law firm Advitam IP, which in Latin means intellectual property for life. We are based out of the U.S. in Chicago. Me and my firm are hosting this podcast on behalf of Northens Media PR and Marketing Limited, based out of the U.K. and London. They are the publishers of the Women's IP World Annual and the Global IP Matrix magazine. Well, if you haven't seen it yet, the 2023 edition of the Women's IP World Annual was just released and can be found digitally at www.womensipworld.com. Again, that's www.womensipworld.com, and you can listen to the annual as well on your favorite podcast app. Keep an eye out at IP conferences as well so you can pick up a hard copy. Today, we have Natalie Glitzenhern-Augustine, founder of Glitz Law in St. Lucia in the Caribbean. Natalie, welcome. Thank you, Michelle. Welcome all. I am so happy you went with Glitz Law as the name of your firm instead of your full Glitz and Hern Augustine, even though I think that is a very cool, cool last name. <laughs> I feel like Glitz, that's just, it's so fitting now that I've gotten to know you and it's short, sweet, and catchy. So actually, it really was the full name, Glitz and Hern Augustine and Company. And for years, everyone thought that there were at least six of us here. <laughs> And they'd arrive and say, you know, um, I'll say, well, Natalie Augustine said, well, can we meet Mr. Glitzenhern, please? Like, well, there is Mr. Glitzenhern. And it just got too much. So just recently we said, you know, let's just shorten this. So Glitz Law it is. Yes, it's fantastic. And I, well, just just a, like a, a quick story about how we met. I feel like it was really serendipitous <laughs> that we met at Mark's in the fall of 2022 uh, I don't know if it was because both our, our feet were, you know, killing us already at the opening reception, um, wearing heels <laughs> after, you know, year, years of, you know, probably like pajamas to work or something. But I remember spotting this table at that at that opening reception and it had this beautiful view of Madrid. And I'm like, I'm going for it. And I think maybe you had the same idea. And we ended up camping out at that table the whole night. I don't know if I made a full round around the reception once once I found that table. I certainly made one quick round. And then you're quite right. I thought, oh, there's an end of a table. And it seems to be a seat available. I asked nicely, may I join you? And you said, sure. And that was it. Yes. <laughs> and that was it. And we ended up chatting that evening all, you know, the rest of the conference and staying in touch. And at Mark's, we did something for the first time uh, North, with Northens Media where we did some live podcasts. 
actually at the event. And I don't know if you were familiar with Northern's Media or the magazines before that evening or how it came to pass, but you ended up being one of our four guests um, when we did these short segments actually at the conference live. So yeah, that's correct. Yes, yeah. Well, Carlos, I've met at um, one or two inters before, so he was familiar to me, and it was a you know immediate draw, like, hey, Carlos, hey, Natalie, what are you doing here? So yeah, that's how that came about. Yeah, and that worked out great. And um, we're going to be doing another live podcast like that in Singapore, so that'll that'll be fun. Um, these quick little ten minute snippets me- meeting different different people, either sponsors, authors, however they're connected to Northern's media. So that was, a, that was a very fun time. And then here we get to talk, you know, several months later on this podcast. And I'd, I'd love for you, for the audience to get to know you, um, like I have a bit. And, you know, I know you were born in the UK, but you're living and started a practice in St. Lucia. So how did you basically, cro- you know, like hop the pond? <laughs> Do you want the long version or the short version? <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> maybe somewhere in the middle, right? <laughs> okay, yes. Yeah, so born in England, live in St. Lucia. But before that, I've lived in several other countries, um, um, Antigua, Montserrat, and Germany, the name. And so basically, it was not a straight line to St. Lucia. No, it was saying. not. Okay. <laughs> but I met my ex-husband in Antigua, and... Um, we were both there, not from there, and he wanted to come home, and home happened to be St. Lucia. So mm. between, you know, meeting someone, engage, getting engaged and married, we sort of moved and migrated to St. Lucia. So that's how I got here. So it was um, a gentleman that brought me here. Okay, so okay, so it was love, love in the Caribbean, um, <laughs> which is interesting. You know, there are plenty of people I know, they do destination weddings and they'll choose St. Lucia specifically to get married. That's where they, that's where they choose. So, I mean, clearly it's a, uh, an island of love, right? Absolutely. It's the honeymoon destination and the wedding destination. And it actually wins awards for all these travel shows on an annual basis. I mean, every year without doubt, St. Lucia is, if not top, up in the top three. Um, so yeah, it's a beautiful island and, you know, you can't, but in love if you're not there yet or um, remaining in love some of us some people do (laughs) (laughs) understood I I understand that very well so okay um and you know we'll get we'll dig deeper into your article but uh you mention that it seems like St. Lucia also wins in the category of female professionals Absolutely, um, which is quite surprising for a tiny island. The island's got 182,000 people. Wow. Um, quite a high percentage of um, persons who are not working, but those who are, I think women to men, the ratio is something like 60 to 40 or 62 to 38. Um, and that's quite remarkable. And you look through at the professions from doctors, lawyers, etc. In fact, us lawyers, we call it the petticoat bar, because from judges, magistrates, um, you know, the only position not filled with women right now are QCs, or sorry, KCs, I forgot Queen's died. Um, but other than that, um, the females um, dominate the legal fraternity in St. Lucia, and not just a legal fraternity, across the board, most professionals. Explain a little bit what you mean about the QC or KC. What, what does that refer to? Where, where, where that's like the exception? 
We are all um, ex-colonies um, and part of the Commonwealth. So mm-hmm. the Queen was our head for 70-odd years until she died recently, last year, and now the King is our head. So they have what they call special counsel. And it's it's you're appointed, you know, from um, years of experience, and it's it's a it's a whole process as to being appointed as a counsel to the king, um, and formerly was the queen. So um, those persons who are at the end of their title would be QC, Queen's Counsel, but that's now changed to KC, the King's Counsel. I see. Okay. Well, thank you for orienting my my brain because you know I hear QC and the first thing I'm thinking is quality control. I mean, we're like <laughs> QCing right. all the time. How could there not be women in QC? Okay. Yes, I I understand. Okay. So you've got, for some reason, I mean, and, and this history of women taking professional positions, even more so than than men. And it's not just like a 50-50 where you might find um, in, in many places, you might see more of a 50-50 split. I know in the U.S., for example, like law school, you see 50-50, um, you know, uh, law students graduating. But why do you think there's such a significant difference um, in St. Lucia? I've got a feeling that, you know, and this is trying not to be sexist here or anything at all like that, but, you know, for men, it was easy. Whatever they wanted to do, you could do. And so for women, you had to really put your foot down and say, right, I want to be like them. And you became more dedicated to your studies and, you know, you probably like aimed a higher, the higher hanging fruit. And whereas a guy would be, you know, will still get by on something lower probably still get more money um, and not have to work as hard because I've, I've asked around as well. And every year we churn out more and more lawyers and more and more doctors and more and more engineers, more and more accountants. And they're mostly females. Um, men might still end up in the top managerial positions of companies, etc. But in terms of the professionals, um, you know, those who went off to study and something specific, uh, females are, are, are dominating. So I, I think it's just got to be that, that drive and ambition that you have to work harder. And then in your mind, it means that I have to study harder and then you continue that study until you get to the top. Quite interesting, though, that there's still a disconnect while, while there's this high majority of women in professional areas that the, the pay and the responsibility, the hierarchy still sounds like from what you're saying is male dominated i i think so and i think it's going to take a lot for that to change um i i understand it's not just here though i mean you hear about this all over in england etc the same as well where women say you know we're working twice as hard and our um, accreditations are uh, you know double the amount yet our pay grade does not show that i mean from the bbc down it's been a um you know uh uh, uh an irk if i can call it that for most women yeah, but the difference though is that there's still so many more women in the professional fields. So if if it's more like a fifty, well, I, I hear what you're saying on on the pay around the around the world. I mean, in in the U.S. is no exception where people might be talking about certain you know cents to the dollar, for example, like a woman might be making you know let you know to her male counterpart maybe you know sixty cents on the dollar or seventy cents on the dollar. It's not a dollar for dollar. Okay, in those comparisons. But I find it just, you know, so wild that, you know, here this, like you said, a small island in the Caribbean, the just the amount of women is so much higher, yet 
they're not necessarily landing the top positions, like the top level, maybe the C-suite kind of positions. Uh, So it's very interesting. We'll get there. Yeah, I was going to say something that's obviously got to change. And maybe, I I mean, some of this might be anecdotal. I don't know what, you know, or if you know, you know, what the stats are on this, that might be a conversation for, for next time. But it would be interesting to see, like, what what is the dif- what is that differential? Because it does seem definitely skewed. Yes, I mean, I mean, studies have been on the way, and there's so many between, like, the World Economic Forum and places like that. That um, you know, there are several um, studies and reports, and I mean, I, I sort of went cross-eyed just having a look at it one evening, and thought this is quite interesting. Um, so. I believe that time is going to come when we're going to be able to put a finger on it and say, that's the reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until then. Yes, well, stay, stay tuned, right? right yes. <laughs> stay tuned. And in, in, in that vein, we're going to take a quick break and we'll talk about your recent article when we return. Okay. Have you started your marketing campaign plans for 2023? Are you interested in highlighting your services to the global IP community? Have you ever thought about publishing thought leadership content to build confidence with your industry peers? Why not consider the Global IP Matrix magazine in your 2023 marketing expansion plans? Our print, digital and non-intrusive audio formatted magazine is published only three times per year to give you, our client, the best possible exposure at a minimum of eight global intellectual property conferences and event seminars per issue. We publish 3,000 copies per issue and have built solid relationships with the likes of Inter, Ecta, Marks and AIPPI, plus many more important IP event organizations internationally, to give our clients the best possible exposure in the correct physical IP social environments. We market our publications like no other industry magazine. We are the only IP magazine on the market that is published in a non-intrusive audio format, so you can listen whilst you work on your favorite mobile app. So, benefit from international exposure at IP events worldwide, continuous marketing of your services throughout the year, and working side by side with a passionate team that will work hard to shine the spotlight on your business and services like no other in the global IP community. The clients that are working with us now are the clients that have stuck with us since our launch back in 2018. Contact us today for an informal chat about your IP law firm or IP business, and let's discuss how we can work together. Call plus 44-0203-813-0457 or email info at gipmatrix.com www.gipmatrix.com the Global IP Matrix Magazine, connecting you with the global IP community. Welcome back. So we're going to dive in to the 2023 edition of uh, Women's IP World Annual. It can be found on page 42, 43 of both the digital and hard copies for those that have them already. Uh, and it's entitled, Am I Worthy of Protection? So what do you mean when you ask that question, Natalie? So um, to, to step back to what we just discussed a few minutes ago, um, I guess I think when I started writing the article, um, I realized, you know, I, here I am, a lawyer, 23 years into my own practice, 27 years into the profession, you know, um, 
decided to segue into certain um, um, sectors of our profession. So apart from intellectual property to some offshore laws of corporate commercial law and, you know, busy myself feels like 24 hours a day, um, of which 24 or 20 of them are probably dedicated to my clients. Um, and, you know, do all and everything to ensure that whatever they need and whatever they request is done. And in terms of the IP part of, um, um, part of my uh, practice, you know, you're sort of very busy um, attending to person's trademarks and protecting all their rights, etc. And then it dawned on me that, you know, oh, what about me and mine? And while I'm busy explaining to clients, you know, especially young professionals who are starting out, you know, well, that's a great name you've got. They should, you know, make sure you protect it sort of thing. Someone else can come along and use it. And, you know, they're like, oh, what really, really, really help me. And you do that. And I thought, hmm, look at, your, look at your law firm, Natalie. You've got a lovely little symbol that someone created for you. You've got a name that you use. And, you know, um, what have you done about that? Why can't, you know, perhaps there's somebody else doing the same thing that you're telling your clients. Ensure that they don't allow it to happen to them. But what is happening to me? You know, so um, that was kind of the question. Like, you know, why am I not doing this? Do I not feel that I have a right to protect myself? And my assets and my name and things like that as well. And it's sort of sort of sprung on from there. When did you start your firm? In January 2000. Okay. So. January 2000. So what you're saying is, so it's been, uh, we're in 2023. So 23 years. Yes. <laughs> 23 years. <laughs> and easy math. I can handle that. Uh, so 23 years. Have you filed yet a trademark application in you know your, your home country St. Lucia for Glitz Law? Michelle if this was a on 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 camera um <laughs> <laughs> too bad I'm not catching your facial your facial no, expression. Me, yeah <laughs> under the desk right now looking very ashamed of myself because even after penning the article and saying yeah I really got to do this and going outside to the um to the department and saying okay we've already got to do this no Okay, so, you know, we all have blockage of some sort, right? We look at our to-do list, and why is there always this certain item or items that are still, like, hanging on hanging on, on to the list, right? We can't – I mean, I take great pleasure, right, in deleting or checking things off of lists, and I think that a lot of people feel that way. Uh, what do you think the blockage is for you? Always putting everyone else first, I think. So it's, you know, make sure that the clients get what they need and make sure everybody else, you know, friends get what they need, or the family get what they need. And then, as you say, that list of things, for me, it's not a list, it's actually a pile of files at the end of my desk, um, <laughs> sort of sits there and looks at me. Um, I, I, I did do a will um, just around the time of my divorce, <laughs> just in case anything goes wrong, you know. Um, and then I realized that it needed to be updated. And I, a few, some time ago, I happened to open the envelope with one little notes written on it and it's still sitting there right next to me, and I am a lawyer, and it's not being done. And the same thing with the trade map. I am a lawyer, and it's not being done. And it's like, why, Natalie? Why do you not feel that, you know, whatever pertains to you is just as important as whatever you do for your clients and everybody else? And like that that kind of, that motto, you know, like practice what you preach mm -hmm. sort of thing. So maybe, okay, so a couple things come to mind. I'd love to know what you think about it. So in my firm, it, it's Advitam IP. We have, we have four. We have four U.S. trademark registrations. One for Advitam IP, the word, like the word mark. Okay, mm -hmm. 
Then we have the, um, what do we have? We have the logo, which is the symbol over the I, the accent. Mm -hmm. Um, We have it in black and white and we have it in color. So two separate registrations. And then we have one for our logo. So we have four. And I actually have them on the wall in my office. So when I'm talking to clients, it's kind of a tool when we're going through what's the most important mark for their business to protect. You know, all clients have different budgets for these things and priorities. So after you learn what what that might be and you suggest a certain order, I kind of look at the wall, right, as like a reminder. Okay. I mean, we know this intuitively after, you know, we've both been practicing for over 20 years, right? So we know this instinctively, but it is kind of nice. You know, I look at the wall and I can kind of see, you know, and it can serve as like a a checklist. What if you did this project for your own firm, but really you had your client's interest in mind? Can we shift maybe your mindset on this and maybe get it done? Michelle, that's such a great idea. And I'm sitting in my boardroom right now and there is the wall to my right, which is completely empty. Mm. There's paintings on all the other all the other walls and there's, you know, a screen on the other side, but then this wall is completely empty. And behind me is, and the law firm has a sister firm to it, which is a firm of registered agents called Financial and Corporate Services, Finkels. It, it um, deals in the offshore world. And it too has its own name and own logo. And again, not protected. And I'm looking at it in the um, screen behind me and thinking like, that will look perfect. As you were speaking just now, you know, the little R next to it on the wall saying, you know, there's my logo, there's the Glitz logo. And so much effort was put into each one of them, or both of them, I should say, really and truly. And they're just sitting on a wall or on a business card or on a letterhead, you know, for anybody else to say, well, that's pretty, let me use that. (laughs) You know, but that's a great idea. And I will have to do that. I have to say, no, Natalie, you are Natalie, and that is Glitz Law. That's your client. And you are Natalie, and that is Finkels. That's your client. Do for them as you do for everybody else. And the fact that you can use that to enhance conversations with clients so that they you can illustrate, you know, either a checklist or, you, you know, you have them in, in your clients come to your, your conference room, perhaps, and it becomes art on the wall. And then your clients, you're not necessarily doing it for you. So I understand what you're saying where you're putting other people first. Mm -hmm. I think that is a common attribute that we have. Okay. So instead of thinking of it as about you, if you're shifting your mindset, I'm doing this for my clients. And then they come in. And I also, I, I noticed in your bio, Natalie, that you like art, like collecting. I specifically noticed that. (laughs) You're collecting. Think of it, you, once you get your registrations, then you frame them beautifully and it becomes art on your wall and you are collecting art. Such a great idea, Michelle. Does that resonate? Such a great idea. I'm literally, as I said to you, I'm staring at this blank wall and I can see it already. Ask me this in a couple of months' time. When I meet in Singapore, I'm going to show you a picture of it. Okay, wonderful. <laughs> In Wonderful. the making. <laughs> or ease, or just just that they've been filed. I don't know how long. Yeah, it takes. exactly. It was in the making. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> in, in the, the make because you know I don't. I'm not sure what's happening in in St. Lucia on timeframes, but timeframes are definitely taking longer in the U.S. and they're taking longer in many many places. So, um, yes. but yes, I think that and accountability. 
that's another piece, right? So sometimes it's helpful to have an accountability manager, you know, like that person you talk to that actually holds you to your, you know, we, we're deadline driven people. I think mm -hmm. most of us, men and women in, in the legal profession, we have so much on our plates. And sometimes I'm just like, I don't even, I'm not even on the plate. I'm on the, I'm on the turkey platter, you know, like, I mean, that, that, that plate is old news uh, with, with what I've got going on. And I know I'm not the only one in that, in that situation. So, you know, it's, it, it can be difficult. So we're deadline driven, right? You don't have a deadline or you didn't prior to this podcast <laughs> have a deadline to actually file for just at least the word mark. I mean, or if you want, if you want to really, you know, test yourself. And I know you said you have, you know, like a beautiful design. I've seen it on, on your, on your business card, your website, right? You have it. Um, and so maybe the two marks. And when I see you in Singapore, you know, you let me know if you got on file. And I have a feeling, I have a feeling you are going to get it done. I can't wait. I, I believe in you. I believe in you. I cannot wait to run up to you waving the application saying, Michelle, Michelle, look, it's in, it's in. <laughs> but the thing is, is that we all have these blockages. So like for our listeners, for example, it might not be this, right? But it's something. There is something that we're not getting done. Why? And then, you know, and maybe it's something that can be delegated. A lot of times we don't like to do things because we don't like, we don't like to do it. Is it something that can be delegated? You know, if it's, you know, do you have, is this something, if, let's take, Nat, let's take this, right? So if you, you know, is there someone that can like prepare the paperwork and get, you know, whatever, however it works in St. Lucia? I don't know. Are you on an electronic system or paper? It's still okay? paper. But it's no, paper. Yeah, that's, it's still paper. And as yeah, soon as I'm just walking outside to her. I know a lot, a lot of the Caribbean islands I, I'm are familiar with are, are also paper. So, you know, that person. You know, when, you know, when someone, if someone's having like a heart attack or heaven forbid, something like that, and you're supposed to point to someone and say, you, you call 911 or what, you know, <laughs> equivalent is. you're supposed to point and say, it's you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if in this case, there's also someone who can help get this off the ground by saying you, you do this for, you know, but politely, of course, I know you'll say please and thank you. But, you know, from the standpoint that someone there can help you move it forward. I can see her almost. <laughs> <laughs> she may not like you when I leave this podcast. <laughs> Michelle said to tell you that. <laughs> well, I think it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it to get this done. So, you know, I commend you truly for talking about it too, because, you know, here you wrote an article about, it. I think a lot of people can relate, whether it's this specific example or think about it. Maybe some people like you've thought about it. My firm, um, we're celebrating 11 years, um, mm -hmm. since, um, our founding. And it was one of the first, it was, you know, one of the first things on our checklist that we did. That was us. Um, but there are, I'm sure plenty of people out there are running law firms and have very um, successful law practices and haven't filed a trademark application related to either their name or their design. I mean, some names may not be protectable. Let's face it, that, that mm -hmm. might not be a reality for everybody, but they might have something else, the logo, for example, 
that's protectable or, or tagline of some sort, you know. So listen, can I, can I tell you something now? Please. Um, and it's in sure, the this is the reveal all portion of the so podcast. It's actually in the article. And I think I spoke about the fact that, you know, glitz and her, and I, I researched it and saw how many glitz and herns there were out there in the world and, you know, this, that, and the other, and, you know, I'm fine. I'm okay. Who's going to have that other name? And, you know, it's be fine. And I just thought afterwards, let me just check this again. And I started Googling around and up popped a Glitzenhorn. And I thought, oh, interesting. And so I wrote to her. And she says, oh, hi, yes, I'm in, I think she's in Brazil. Either Brazil or, yeah, or Colombia. I think it's Brazil. One of those Latin American countries where a lot of Germans moved to after the war. Mm. And she says, there's loads of us here. And she gave it a whole history of who the Glitzenhorn was, who left um, I think it was Austria at the time, though, and then moved to South America. So there I'm thinking, like, ah, oh, it's only 11 of us. You know, who's going to want to use my name? And of the 11 of us, who else can be a lawyer out there? And she's like, you'll be surprised. <laughs> so I definitely need to go ahead and do this. Wow. No family members, right? No, no. Um, from Well, unfortunately, my stepfather has since passed and um, his mother. And so I haven't got anyone else to verify um you know, his line. But my mom did say that there was a name that um, well, her ex-husband had informed her of and that doesn't seem to match. So it doesn't seem to be the same family line um, for my stepfather, but you will never know. But it's just interesting enough that I actually thought it's just a handful of glitz and herns, you know, who needs to protect that? Because like, you know, no one's going to want, you know, use that name. And clearly there are quite a few of us out there. And that's the thing, right? We, you just don't know until you start researching. That's exactly right. I mean, now you're the only Glitz and Hearn that I know. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> well, any last words for our listeners as we wrap up this session? Um, I'm not quite sure what your full target market is, but if you're professionals, then don't do like me. And whatever you're doing um, and whatever you're calling yourselves and holding yourself out to be, um, make sure you do actually take the time to protect it. You hear more and more and more horror stories out there. And um, we as lawyers sit there and are busy, you know, litigating these matters sometimes. And you don't want to find yourself, you know, in the midst of something that you could have done or could have avoided. Um, but for taking those few minutes to apply and a few months to wait for that little R to be yours next to your name or your symbol or your logo. That's right. Thank you. Thank you for that very sound advice that you're now going to be applying to your firm. So absolutely. Love to hear that. Love to hear that. So thank you for joining me today, Natalie. It's really, it's been a pleasure to our listeners. Please like, follow, share with your friends, but also feel free to send comments and questions. Wishing everyone well. Take care, Michelle. Great catching up. You too. Bye. Women's Women's You have been listening to the Women's IP World Annual Podcast, hosted by Michelle Katz from Advitum IP in Chicago on behalf of Northern's Media PR and Marketing Limited.